0: Hello, this is the Capital FM Daily News podcast with reports and analysis from Nairobi, Kenya and around the world. Opposition leader Raila Odinga has issued a 14-day ultimatum for President William Druto's administration to reduce the cost of living and suspend the process of appointing new electoral commissioners, failure to which he will mobilize mass action. Odinga, who lost last year's presidential election to Ruto, says Kenyans are suffering from the skyrocketing prices of essential commodities, hence the need for urgent intervention.
1: The ongoing process of reconstituting IEBC must stop immediately. A bipartisan task force must be put in place to restructure IEBC in a manner that ends its monolithic operations.
0: Raila, who held a prayer rally at the Jivanji Gardens on Wednesday, is also not giving up on his claims that the August 9th election was rigged and once IEBC servers opened, despite the matter having been settled by the Supreme Court that dismissed his petition against Ruto's
1: victory. Electoral deceit must end. Servers must be opened and audited under auspices of a repeatable firm or organisation, further to which we shall lead the people to restore the authority and voice.
0: But President Trudeau has told him off, declaring the electioneering period is over and nothing will change. He has assured Kenyans that he is keen on fulfilling his mandate and pledges he met during campaigns last year.
1: There is nobody who is going to threaten Kenya with impunity. Everybody must respect the law and this country is going to be governed by the rule of law and we will make sure that everybody obeys the constitution and is and works and respects the rule of law.
0: The president has also reiterated that he took an oath to serve all Kenyans, including those who voted for his competitors and will not discriminate anyone.
1: I want to tell our friends who are used to impunity, who are used to forcing their way, that they will have no way because this is going to be a country based on the rule of law And nobody, let me repeat, nobody, let me say it again, nobody is going to threaten Kenyans. Nobody is going to drive in this country using impunity. We are going to be governed. By the rule
0: of law. In other news, the Director of Public Prosecutions, Nurtin Haji, has directed the Inspector General of Police to launch investigations into claims of rape and other gender-based offences in kericho tea farms, as highlighted by a BBC exposé. The directive follows pressure from the National Assembly, diplomats, as well as Kenyans who have demanded action against the perpetrators of the crimes, as captured by the investigative story that has gone viral worldwide. Female parliamentarians said investigation should be extended to all tea farms in Kericho and other parts of the country to guarantee the safety of workers and particularly women who are vulnerable. It is of great concern that female workers in various tea estates in Kericho County have
1: deplorable working and living conditions. These vulnerable female workers at the estates with no other sources of income have no choice but to have sex with male supervisors in order to survive.
0: National Assembly Deputy Speaker Gladys Shule has already directed the House Labor Committee to investigate the sexual abuse reports and file a report in two weeks.
1: I cannot explain how a man has violated women in tea plantations for 30 years and nothing has been done. These are perverts who do not deserve any uh, leadership position. They do not deserve any hearing in this country or anywhere else. They should just pay for the heinous crimes and acts they have committed.
0: UK High Commissioner to Kenya Jen Mariod, said thorough action must be taken to stop such shameful crimes. Taking to her official Twitter page... Marriott said she is concerned by the allegations of appalling behaviour in the BBC documentary. Marriott affirmed that sexual abuse and exploitation have no place in society. BBC's secret filming showed several women also revealed that they had been infected with HIV by their supervisors. Comedian Eric Komondi and 17 other content creators have been charged with creating an unlawful assembly along Parliament Road here in Nairobi when they held a protest earlier this week against the high cost of living. They however denied the charges and were each released on a 10,000 shillings cash bail or a 20,000 shillings bond plus one surety. The court further directed the prosecution to provide defence lawyers with all documentary evidence and witness statements before the trial begins. The accused through their lawyers Dunstan Omari and Kimani Washira told the trial magistrate Lucas Onyina that his clients are within their rights to approach parliament seeking an audience with members of parliament to address the issue of the high cost of living and poverty. U.S. First Lady Jill Biden is expected in Nairobi on Friday after visiting Namibia in a faster trip to the continent as First Lady amid a rising desire to grow relations with the U.S., She has visited Africa five times before, including when her husband was vice president in the Obama administration, but this will be her first in Kenya and a third in Namibia. White has say that Dr. Biden is traveling to the two countries in line with the resolutions of the recent US-Africa summit in Washington, in which President Joe Biden promised more engagement with Africa. In Kenya, she is to discuss the response to drought, which has so far affected more than half of the counties in the country. Dr. Jill Biden's trip follows Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, who visited in the month of January to pursue closer U.S.-Africa relations. While in Kenya, she will also meet with her counterpart Rachel Ruto and other senior officials. Kenyan authorities have already announced tight security measures ahead of Dr. Biden's visit with the strict accreditation for anyone involved in a itinerary, including the media. On the business front, Kenya's revenue from its vital tourism industry surged to more than 2 billion US dollars last year, but remains below pre pandemic levels, the government has said. International tourist arrivals jumped by more than 70% to 1.48 million as travel rebounded. Following the COVID 19 outbreak, world revenue shot up 83% to 268 billion Kenyan shillings. The United States was the biggest market with 16% of arrivals, followed by Uganda, the United Kingdom and Tanzania, Tourism Minister Penina Malonza said at a press conference. Kenya is renowned for its stunning Indian Ocean beaches and wildlife parks that are home to the so-called Big Five, lions, elephants, rhinos, leopards and buffalo, as well as giraffes, hippos and the cheetahs. Kenya could avoid the cost of an estimated 2.5 trillion shillings by investing a minimum of 25 billion shillings in adaptation. The climate adaptation projects include the creation of coastal barrier protection solutions for areas likely to be affected by floods, the development of drought-resistant crops, extreme climate-resistant housing, and early warning systems against pending natural disasters. According to a new Standard Chartered Bank study, Failing to invest could cost emerging markets like Kenya hundreds of billions of dollars in climate damages. The adaptation economy investigates the need for climate adaptation investment in 10 standard chartered footprint markets such as Kenya, China, India, Bangladesh and Pakistan. In international news, UN head Antonio Guterres has condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine as an affront to the world's collective conscience. at a meeting of the General Assembly nearly one year on. The meeting was debating a motion bugged by Ukraine and its allies demanding Russia pull out immediately and unconditionally. Ukraine hopes that by supporting the motion, countries will show solidarity. The Kremlin has accused the West of wanting to defeat Russia at any cost. Vasil Nebesia, the Kremlin's ambassador to the UN, said the US and its allies were prepared to plunge the entire world into war. Russian President Vladimir Putin sent up to 200,000 soldiers into Ukraine on the 24th of February 2022 in the biggest European invasion since the end of World War II. The devastating war that ensued has left at least 7,199 civilians dead and thousands of others injured, according to a UN estimate, but that number is likely to be much higher. Away from Ukraine, where Biden visited this week, Israel and Palestinian militants have traded airstrikes and rocket fire in and around Gaza, a day after the deadliest Israel army raid in the occupied West Bank in nearly 20 years. 11 Palestinians, including a 16-year-old, were killed and more than 80 wounded by gunfire on Wednesday, the Palestinian health ministry said, when Israeli troops raided the flashpoint west bank city of Nablus, drawing international appeals for calm. The Israeli army said it was targeting militant suspects where top Palestinian official Hussein al-Sheikh described the raid as a massacre and called for international protection for their people. Before dawn on Thursday, Palestinian militants hit back, firing six rockets from Gaza into Israel. The Israeli army said it intercepted five of them and that the sixth struck an inhabited area. And that is the Capital FM News Podcast. My name is Davis Ayega.